You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. Hello, this is Joe Martino coming to you from the worldwide international recording studios of the Joe Martino Network. I'm kidding, of course. I'm actually just coming to you from my office on a sleepy morning. Uh, I've been sitting here sipping my coffee, watching YouTube videos uh, to ignore the news, but we weren't going to talk about that. We are halfway through July. If you live here in West Michigan, the school year is right around the corner We are almost, in fact, we are halfway through the summer break. Is it all right with you if I take a little side break here for a minute, uh, perhaps an ADD moment, and just lament that? Uh, I know there are people who, like, when school was over, they were like, oh, we only have 85 more days till our kids are back in school. If you're one of those people, that's fine. I'm not judging you. I don't care. But I hate it. I, I... I hate that school runs our lives. Uh, I like summer. I like having my kids home. Like every parent, I I get to like, okay, whoa, this is a little much. But I just love the freedom that comes with summer. And this is the week every summer that I get a little down. I get a little depressed. I get a little sad because I know that school is coming and there will be moments missed because my kids are going to spend, you know, upwards of 40 hours a week out of school, which is good. It's important that we educate our children. I'm not against education. Please don't send me any silly emails. Uh, I just, I do. I just lament it. I, I find it sad, and I wish that uh, there was a better way to educate our children that worked for us. All right. With the middle of July, though, and the middle of summer break, comes the fact that we're halfway through the year. In fact, we're a little over halfway through the year, and most people have not actually in any meaningful way engaged the goals that they set for themselves in January. And that's what I want to talk about today. Whether you are a New Year's resolution person or a, oh, I don't do those, I just set goals. Most statistics tell us that everybody lives the same 12 months on repeat. And the changes come because of outside forces. In other words, Most of the time when we look at research about change in people's lives, what we find is that any change that occurs in an adult's life is because outside forces acted upon that adult. They lost a job, someone offered them a better job, someone divorced them, uh, they got a medical diagnosis. Those types of things are often uh, catalysts to change for people, which isn't necessarily bad, right? I mean... We want to respond to the things that happen in our lives and we want to uh, appropriately, you know, handle them and try to move forward. But one of the things that that people could do better, I think, is that we could explore change for our lives on our own. And that's kind of the whole romanticism, you know, enamorment with New Year's resolutions Uh, I think it's one of the reasons everybody loves spring, right? Because everything's blooming new. I remember when I was a kid, I was telling my wife one time that I loved the nighttime because I knew that meant morning was coming, right? Like it was calm and it was quiet. And, you know, I used to sleep outside when we were kids. We used to sleep outside in our back porch uh, and we would stare up at the sky and I would think tomorrow's coming and it's a new day. 
And, and one of the things that we have to consider is what are the changes that we could make in our life? So let me ask you this question. If you could change something in your life, what would it be? And then my question would be, what have you done to try to change it? Right? Like the easy question is, why haven't you done it? And, and actually, there's a whole really fun series of questions that, that we can ask people. Uh, I, I love to do it when, when I'm in, in therapy with somebody. I'll ask them, you know, write out what it is that you think uh, is true of your life that you'd like to change. And then tell me why you're invested in not changing it. It's a little snarky and a little backhanded. I get it. But it's a very true statement. Most of the time, one of the things that we have to face is we have an investment in not changing. This is why people return to destructive behavior. And while they, 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 you know, they vacillate between, I don't want to do this, and yet I'm doing it. It's one of the things, uh, which by the way, Ryan and Kathy Heshi, I think it was you that asked, what's the difference between enabling and supporting. I'm going to get to that. I haven't forgotten you. Uh, one of the things that makes that question so difficult to answer is the reality that most people who are caught in a lifelong pattern of stupid decisions, there are, there are very real, very salient times that they don't want to be doing those destructive behaviors. And yet they return to them because there's an investment in returning to them that doesn't exist outside of them. I hope that makes sense. So we'll just pick on, we'll pick on somebody, let's say somebody who has substance abuse. One of the realities for them is there is a payoff to the substance abuse. And I understand that there are a lot of people that are about to get upset with what I'm about to say, but it isn't just chemical. There's actually an emotional payoff to drinking. Most of my friends who are alcoholics, they're soothing something. They're soothing something that is painful. My friends who misuse the church, right? We might call them church addicts. They, they, they live in a world that doesn't exist, and, and they talk about the church in a way that, that, that the Bible certainly doesn't talk about it, and, and you kind of look at them like, what are you talking about? They're soothing something. Workaholics are soothing something. Right? And part of that then becomes when we think about change, we're invested in keeping the behavior and keeping the thing that we don't want to change because it's safe. I had somebody tell me this week something about their life that they hate. And I'm like, well, why don't you change it? And she looked at me and she said, because dancing with the devil I know is always better than dancing with the devil I don't know. And that's really good insight on her part. I don't know what she'll do with it. But that's something you have to consider. What is the investment you have in not achieving your goals that you set in January? There's a payoff for you to keep your life exactly the way it is. Have you thought about that? Have you examined it? And sometimes the payoff is something that we don't think about. And so what happens is we live out of this investment that we really want to change, but we don't think about the necessary steps to make that change. Right? I talk to people all the time who tell me they're stuck in a job they hate. And so I'll ask them, well, why don't you get a different job? Well, I'd have to go back to school to do it. Then go back to school. Well, then I'd have to go into debt. Yes. And there, there's the investment, right? So the investment is I want to keep my life the way it is on the consequences side, but I want differences in the state of being side. I'm just going to go on my second sideways rant for a second. I don't understand 
our society's obsession with being completely anti uh, higher education debt. I mean, I understand nobody wants to be in debt, but you know, it, to me, it's similar to somebody saying, well, I don't own a home, but I don't want to buy a home uh, on a mortgage. And there are people that do that and God bless them. Uh, I, I, I'm thank good for you. But, but, but to me, it's, it's very similar. It's an investment. Right. And so sometimes you have to take a risk. Here's one of the things you have to consider. If you're really going to reset your life, reset your year, if 2018 is going to be different than 28, uh, 2017, you're going to have to make a risk. You have to. If you want change, there are three questions you have to ask yourself. I have brought these up before. I'll bring them up again. You'll hear them a thousand times from me. This is actually my third time recording this segment of it because the first two times I got so excited I was clapping my hands. If you want change in your life, if you want 2017 to look different than 2018 and 2018 to look different than 2017, right? Because it should go that way. You are going to have to decide, what do I want what am I willing to pay and what am I willing to risk? The what do I want is one that, you know, is, is sometimes pretty clear. The what do I, what am I willing to pay? Some people are like, I'm not willing to pay student loan debt. Okay, fine. Can you pay one class at a time? Well, that'd be really hard. Yep. Are you willing to pay really hard? Well, by the time I get done, you know, it might change. Yep. That's the risk. Whatever it is you do. Right, If your spouse cheated on you and you decide to take them back, there's risk there. If your spouse cheated on you and you decide to get divorced, there's risk there. Uh, there I just read an article this morning about somebody, Lisa Turkhurst, Lisa Tykhurst, I don't really know her name, but I guess her husband left her or she, she left him because he was having serial infidelity and then this past fa- a couple years ago, and then this past Father's Day, she posted on her Facebook page how they were reconciling and getting back together and getting remarried uh, and, and moving forward with their life. And one of the, one of the people that was you know having the conversation, I, I was reading it on Facebook, was like, "Well, she'll never know if he's cheating on her. Welcome to risk." What do you want? What are you willing to pay? What are you willing to risk? We're not actually going to talk about that as how you do a mid-year reset, but I do want to remind you of that. Those are really important questions anytime we want to enter into the change process. All right, so let's actually talk about how do we do a mid-year reset. July is a great month to kind of just take stock of where you're at in the year. There's a couple different people rolling into today. First of all, there's the people who set goals in January and you're right on target to get them all done. I applaud you. You may or may not enjoy the rest of this episode. There's people who wrote down stuff in January and they've gotten some of them done. They've gotten some of them about 80% done or they've gotten all of them kind of started. They're they're just kind of a mix mash going on there. Some of you just didn't even write anything down. You maybe made a goal or two in your head or a New Year's resolution and that's about as far as it got. And I'm sure there's probably hybrids of all of those different positions. I want to talk to the people who want to do something different from July to December, regardless of what happened from June to July. Oh, excuse me, from January to June. 
that's done. It's over. That bell's rung. You can't unring a bell. You can't ring it differently. The only thing you can do is look forward. So here's how we're going to do this. I want you to ask yourself, what is it that I would like to do from July to December, to December 31st? What is it that I would like to do? Take a few minutes. If you're driving, don't do this right now, but just compile a list. Anything that comes to mind, I'd like to save money. I'd like to lose weight. I'd like to write a novel. I'd like to write a non-fictional book. I'd like to start a business. I'd like to start a nonprofit. I don't care what it is. Just make a list. Make a list for as long as you would like of things that you would like to get done. Now, fair warning, not everything on the list you're going to go after. If you get a list that's very long, you're going to have to make choices. Uh, you know, I'll give you an example. I, I have a list that runs nonstop. I'm always throwing stuff in it in, in a notebook. And then when I actually decide to work on whatever's on that list, I move it from the notebook into a digital software that I use to track it. Uh, so one of the things that I wanted to work on uh, years ago, probably three years ago, was I wanted to take Fridays off from seeing clients. Uh, I knew that things like the podcast were coming. Uh, we want to reboot our YouTube page, writing, paperwork, meeting with people. Uh, I knew that I wanted to get Fridays client-free and, and have them either for family or for administrative work. Well, okay, so there's what I want. It took a long time to get there. It took almost 18 months to get Fridays off. I wanted to cut back on my Tuesday and Thursday evenings. Right now, my job by nature goes from open to close, and I needed to change that, right? So I'm making this list. I wanted to write a book, and my list currently is uh, a second book about taming the tempest in our head. What is it that runs through our brain? I also have on that list writing a fictional book because I think that would be fun. I don't know how it would it would enhance my my career goals or my professional life, but my personal life it would enhance because I think it would be fun to write it. It's a story that I want to hear, so I want to tell it to myself because I don't see anybody else telling it. You can put whatever you want on this list, but you need to get it down. What do you want to do from now until the end of the year? Okay, and now that you've got your list down of what you want, you have to take another step. What do you, do you need to define it? What does it mean, right? So let's say you put down you wanted to write a book. Well, what does that mean? You want to have a book completely done. You want to have it published. You want to have a manuscript done to turn into editors. What do you want to do? You want to run uh, every year Disney has some sort of marathon. You want to run in that. Okay, so, so what does that mean? I think they have like three different tiers. Are you going to run in the beginner, the middle, or you know the, the advanced? Are you going to run 5K, 10K, 25K? The, those types of things. You need to define a few of them. Now, before you actually start defining them, you're going to want to just, this is just kind of doodling. In your head, you want to have some sort of, of list uh, filter, right? Like, okay, this is really probably one that I want to do, and we'll back this one up. That type of filter. And so as you process this, you start to look at your list and you define it. And then you have to ask yourself a really hard question. What are the behaviors that I need to do daily to get this change to occur? We're right back to the episode where we talked about, I want to change, so how do I do it? Change is a result of habits. Being stuck is a result of habits. So you need to change your habits. So what are the daily behaviors that you need to do in order to achieve whatever it is that you just wrote down? Right, you want to pay off a credit card. Okay, what's the balance? Then you divide that by five months. 
Then if you're good with math, you're going to have to figure in the interest. If you're not good with math, you can go online. There's great free apps that'll tell you how long it'll take you to pay off your credit card or how much you need to pay each month if you want to pay your credit card off in X amount of time. Put in the data, and now you've got a number. I've got to be able to make these payments each month. Now, here's the hard part, right? You have to be honest with yourself and say, I can make that payment or I can't. Whether it's, I want to go to the gym four days a week. Okay, fine. So if you're going to go to the gym four days a week, how long are you going to work out? Are you going to do classes or are you going to work out on your own? If you're going to work out on your own, what kind of program are you going to do? Right? It, one of the things that people want to do is they want to cheat the front end of change. And so when you're doing a year reset, one of the things you have to consider is what didn't you do in January that set you up for success? Most of the time I would submit to you, most people fail to do the front end work. They just, they just don't do it. I was talking to somebody one time who wanted to start a business and I just had like eight simple questions that to me as a business owner, they don't even get into the deep end of business questions. And he didn't have an answer for any of them. When I told him, I said, well, you're not doing the front end work. You're not doing what's necessary to set yourself up for success. So what is the front end work? Well, the front end work is, is what we've talked about here, figuring out what do I need to pay? What do I want to do, right? I want to pay off this credit card. Well, how much do I need to pay then each month? I want to go to the gym. Okay, so I'm going to do classes on Monday. Here's my question. If you're adding something into your life, what are you taking out? Right. If you're adding the gym, what are you taking out? If you're adding running, what are you taking out? If you're adding, I'm going to spend more time with my kids. What are you doing with your phone? One of the things that I'm doing this summer is I'm spending more time uh, with my family in the mornings, which means I'm not going to the gym as much. Well, I still have health goals, so I have to really double down and look at the food I eat. Right. These are the payments that I have to make in order to maintain what it is I want to do. So I'm going to the gym maybe twice a week if I'm lucky. Well, up till vacation, it was twice a week minimum. Right. And then I've got to really look at my food. These are the prices that I pay to have this change in my summer. Here's one of the things I sat down and I looked at. I have a 15 year old, a 13 year old, 12 year old and a five year old. I'm going to blink and they're going to be 45, 43, 42 and 35. And my time with them is done in this capacity. It'll be different and hopefully it'll be just as good, but it'll be different. Right. And so one of the things I I'm just, I'm not going to rush to get up in the morning and go to the gym. I've put all my major writing projects on hold. That's a price I'm willing to pay. Now there's a risk in that. Maybe I don't pick them back up, right? That's usually what I hear. Well, what if you don't pick them back up? Well, then I'll have to do a reset. But here's, here's the reality of my life and your life. We have 1,141 minutes today. That's it. That's all we'll have tomorrow. And they're not guaranteed. So for me, I'm going to find ways to spend it with my kids. Now, do I still want to go to the gym? Yes. Do I still want to be healthy? Yes. And if you're one of those people, you're like, look, I'm not giving up my gym time to be with my kids. That's okay. It doesn't, don't get fixated on the example. I'm just telling you what I'm doing in my life. And so... What do you do to make a mid-year reset? Do you like how you spent your time from January to June? If the answer is no, my question is, what are you going to do from July to December? And it's got to go beyond want. It has to go to action. You are responsible for the change in your life. You are. If you don't like the way your kids behave, 
discipline and train them. And a lot of times when I say that, people get really angry. They're like, I do discipline them and I train them. And I usually say, no, you probably passive aggressively parent and then you use intensity to overcome, right? And so what it is, is there's not a training teaching moment there. So uh, with, with parenting, a lot of times it's just continue to teach. Just continue to teach. The intensity of your punishment probably isn't going to move your kids much. And so maybe you need to change your parenting. That's, I don't want to get too much into the, the, the parenting discipline uh, conversation. That's probably another episode. But you might have to change your parenting. If you don't like the way your kids act, you might need to change the way you parent. And this comes down to, this brings me to my point that I think is the biggest point for any change. Don't confuse personal responsibility for somebody hating or blaming you. You have personal responsibility for whatever's going on in your life. If you don't like your job, get a different one. If you can't get a different job with the education that you have, get more education. If you can't afford education, find out how other people did it. You are 100% responsible for your whole life, for your attitudes, for your actions, for the consequences that you're living in. They sit on your shoulders. What I mean by that is really simple. I know I said it four different ways. Now here's the fifth. It's on you. Now, a couple of side notes. You're not responsible for your spouse. When it comes to your kids, you're responsible-ish. In other words, you're responsible to treat, train them. You're responsible to teach them. But they still get to choose their behaviors. And so you have to re-engage that process every day. Every minute, some days. But you're responsible for your life. If you want change, you have to take responsibility for your life. If you're dating a guy or a girl who won't commit and you want commitment, break up. Seriously, break up with them. If you're in a marriage and it isn't working, go get marriage counseling. Go get the tools that you need to make your marriage work. It just isn't that easy. Yes, it is. It's that simple. It isn't easy. I agree. I went to grad school. I worked three jobs, crazy hours all the time, worried about bills, worried about money. I get it, but I am responsible for my life and you are for yours. So if you really want to have a good summer reset for the year, you have to start with your responsibility for your life because you can go through what you want. You can go through what are the necessary behaviors that I need to make that happen. You can even go through what are the functional changes? What are the things that I need to do? But until you take responsibility for your life, none of that matters. None of it. If you're waiting for your mom to do something, your dad to do something, your spouse to do something that isn't you doing the change for your life, you're probably stuck. You're probably stuck. Which brings me to the question that we kind of danced around earlier. What's your investment in staying stuck? What's your investment in not accepting responsibility for your life? Right? If if you got into a business deal too fast, you overextended yourself, then then, okay, just own that. It's not a value judgment. Just own it. Just say that's what what it is. And then what decisions do you choose to to do moving forward? Just own it. Okay, so now that you're owning it, there should be a list in front of you of things that you want to change with some definitions. There should be some steps that you believe you have to do in order to make that change. 
hopefully those two things together have created a metric for you that you can look at and you can say, okay, when I get to this point, I know that I've made a change. For instance, sticking with, I want to pay off a credit card, right? Or maybe you put down, I want to pay off all my credit cards, which is probably unrealistic for most people. Maybe it is for you. Then just pick one, just pick that one. And and so with a credit card, that's an easy metric you know, personal change, things might be a little bit different, but whatever they are, hopefully you have now, okay, this is what I want to do. These are the behaviors. This is the metric. Now you have to decide which one am I going to work on? And here's the thing that I'd encourage you to do. Just pick one thing, whatever it is, just one thing and chase it to the end. Find somebody to invite into the change process with you. Someone who will help hold you accountable, who will just check in and be like, hey, how's it going? Somebody that you can talk to if you have to every day and and just see how that goes. Mid-year resets, are all about just looking at what do I want to accomplish with the rest of the year? This first half of the year, I don't know about you, but this first half of the year flew by and it wasn't uh, an easy year. We lost a good friend of our families. Like every year there was good things and bad things, but the bad things this year were really painful, very painful. And so we've also had good things, but, but the year flew this six months, six and a half months, they flew by and the next six months are going to fly by as well. Five and a half months. They're going to be done. And so the question for you is, what are you going to do that will affect that change in your life? Right? Maybe you said, I want a better relationship with X family member. Okay, well, what are you going to do? And here's some other questions asked. What are you going to do if they don't respond the way you want them to? Right? Like, so maybe you said, I want to have a better relationship with my estranged parent. Okay, well, what's that require? Well, then you're going to have to interact with them. Well, I'll call them twice a month and I'll invite them to our house for a picnic. Great. What happens if they don't want to go to your house for the picnic? In other words, what are you going to do when you meet resistance? One of the reasons that people stop pursuing change, they stop pursuing their goals is because they run into resistance. They run into challenges that they didn't account for in the beginning. Resistance is just part of the change process. Okay, so if you want to do a mid-year reset, you need to ask yourself, what is it that I want to change between now and the end of the year? And you can start with, What are just things in my life that I would like to change? Just start there. Just throw it all down. Get it on paper. Then go through and circle a few. Okay, these are things that I think I can work on for the rest of the year. And then pick one and then define it. Give it a really good definition. This is what it'll look like when I'm done. Ask yourself, what are daily behaviors that I need to do? And make those daily behaviors as simple as possible. Small, simple habit building behaviors. What do you think the resistance is going to be? What's your cost? What are you willing to pay? And then go at it. And I'd love to hear from you. Write to me. Let me know uh, what it is that you're working on. Maybe we can check back in uh, in October or November and see how the change is going. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. Give us a rating on the iTunes store. And if you have a question for a future show, feel free to send us an email at info at joemartino.com. You can also go to joemartino.com and click on the Contact Me page. Until next time, remember, change possible.